The Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 2 has just aired on Disney+. Plus. The Star-Spangled Man, Aiden Michaelis, and I are going to be breaking down this episode. So without further ado, Aiden, cue the intro. You are familiar with the thought experiment, the ship of Theseus in the field of identity metaphysics. Dude, dude, dude. The intro, not WandaVision. I said the intro. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Try again. What is going on, everybody? My name is Ryan Hess, and Michaelis is here with me, and we're going to be breaking down The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 2, The Star-Spangled Man on Disney+, Plus, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So uh, let's get started. Right at the beginning of the episode, we are introduced to John Walker sort of officially. Um, he's in the locker room in his high school, um, his hometown high school, Custer's Grove, which was uh, introduced in the comics as John Walker's hometown. Um, we... We see that he's getting ready to sort of be debuted again as the new Captain America at a sort of like kickoff event for Good Morning America on his hometown's football field at the high school. So he's talking to uh, Lamar Hoskins, who is later introduced to be Battlestar, um, who's also in the comics and seems like one of his brother-in-arms. And he's talking about being Cap and that he really, it seems a little bit like he's unsure about it, but it's more of the fact that he doesn't want to fail in being Captain America, you know, he wants to be, like he says later, the best Cap that he can be. And um, Lamar's sort of talking him through it, and then he goes out there, he's signing autographs, he's, you know, getting pictures with people, same thing that sort of Cap was doing back in the 1940s mm-hmm. um, when he was first introduced, sort yeah. of like a publicity stunt, but later, you know, he was meant to be much more. Um, so, the star-spangled man with a plan song is played by the marching band as Cap makes his way on the field. Um we see that in reference to the original song, which was played when Cap was making his first appearances which, back. Which which song? Star Spangled Man. <laughs> uh, you want me to sing it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Right? You definitely have to. Live on the air, just like this? Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard it in a while. It would I, it would better help, help me connect the episodes if I heard it. Just understand it a little more? Yeah. <sighs> Fine. Who's our stars, the stars immense this plan? That was spot on. I, I, I completely so. caught on after that. Okay, I'm 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 with you now. That's perfect. All right. So <laughs> the lady on Good Morning America, she's talking to John Walker and she's uh sort of giving everyone that's watching sort of a little backstory on him and we see some things. We see him punching the punching bag in like a gym, and that's a little nod to when Steve is punching the punching bag in Avengers 2012. Yep. And then we see him with Cap's shield, and he's he's throwing the shield at targets, and it's bouncing around, coming right back to him. He seems really coordinating, you know, really good physiology and stuff. And as this woman starts to get into that, it seems like he sort of cuts her off, you know, stops her a little bit, mm-hmm. which maybe he's not wanting people to know that he possibly has the super soldier serum in him already yeah it was really weird that um i mean he would have been given the shield probably i mean i would say a couple days before they filmed that good morning america intro Mm -hmm. they're not giving a lot of time to like practice with the shield and whatnot and so the fact that you know they probably filmed that a couple days after he got the shield and he's already um he's already acting like captain america was like with the coordination and the throwing and how perfect it was and mm-hmm. 
even with the punching bag, like the way he was punching it and it was moving and yeah, he um, seems really like he. It knows. seemed it seemed like he. She was like, "You're like like you pass every physical test, to, um, you know, to become Captain America. And if you remember in Captain America, the first the uh, first Avenger, mm-hmm. um, the the general I forget his name, but he was like, I forget his name. He was like, give it to Hodge. Hodge passed every single physical, every single test we threw at him. Yeah. You know, he's he's been perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know that's that's what the America was, or the generals, or whoever gave. I think, I think he has a serum, and I think whoever gave it to him was like thinking like the general was like he's passed all the physical tests to become Captain America. Let's give him the super, super soldier serum. Yeah. Um, but the doctor was the doctor in the first Avenger was looking for something beyond the physical. He was looking for, you know, that um, that that type of uh, yeah. I want to say passion and stuff like that to become like a better person he's he's basically yeah, tommy lee jones thinks that it's all not yeah he thinks that it's all you know raw strength you know it's it's the army you know you gotta have this you gotta have this and then boom you're set but uh dr the abraham Ern- ernskine he's oh he's yeah, all over name, the yeah. fact that yeah that's a big part of it that's important but you know you gotta have you know the passion and the willpower and everything like that to you know it's not all guts it's all not like that you know you gotta have that a good man factor. becomes better. That's exactly As a, quoted actually from Dr. Abraham Erskine. Thank you Erskine. so. That's good actually. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um. After this, you know, uh, John Walker on Good Morning America. After that scene, we're cut to uh, Sam Wilson, who's about to board a plane to try to infiltrate the Flag Smashers, and on his way to the plane, Bucky shows up, um, and he's basically asking him all about, you know, why'd you turn down the shield? And Sam doesn't really want to get into it, obviously. It's by his looks and by his attitude. But uh, they go into the fact that the Flag Smashers are a threat, and uh, Sam's telling Bucky that they're probably one of the big three. And Bucky's like, what big three? And he's like, the big three. And he's like, what big three? And he's (laughs) like, androids, aliens, and wizards. Right. And he's (laughs) like, uh, we, we come to the fact that we've seen androids and aliens. You know, we've seen Ultron, and we've seen Thanos and Loki and villains like that. But... I don't think we haven't seen wizards. I don't think we've yet. seen enemy wizards unless you count Doctor Strange and like that whole um like Dormammu and stuff like that. Like I don't know if you'd count them as wizards. Yeah. But like we haven't like as far as the Avengers go, we haven't really faced a big wizard unless you count um Scarlet Witch when which, she which is you're getting that. Yeah. Which is the same which, thing. Which is when we fought when which is when they fought, I'm sorry. Um Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness, and even even Loki, his mother being Freya, who was you know Freya, the yeah. da- the daughter of uh, witches and stuff like that. Like even he, I guess, could count as a wizard, god of mischief, stuff like that. But um, I wouldn't say we've we've had any big wizards. Hopefully, with the new um, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. I hope that's going to introduce a big like, you know, big three character, another big threat. You know? Yeah, like Loki was that first one, but this in. Up to the end of Phase 3, the entire big bad guy was Thanos. And yeah. And they're getting at that, which was super cool. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't seen any wizards, you know. And then Sam goes to point out that uh, Doctor Strange, who Bucky says is a sorcerer, and then he says a sorcerer is just a wizard without a hat. <laughs> and he's super proud of the fact that he made that up on the spot, which is funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like you said, that's that's a possibility. You know, will we possibly have a return from Catherine Hans' Agatha Harkness? You know? Um, 
at the end of WandaVision, Wanda said, I'll be seeing you, Agnes, which I think is going to imply that that Marvel's built such a cool character of Agatha Harkness that they can't not bring her back. Right, and that, and I think it's still like that whole thing of we've never really had like that wizard character as part of the quote big three. Right, we've never had like that big wizard character. You know, we've had Agatha, we had Loki, if you want to count that, and we had the um guy from Doctor Strange. I'm blanking on his name again. Caecilius. Caecilius. Yeah. But we've never had like that a big villain where the Avengers or the new Avengers or whoever have to go against him, Mm -hmm. you know, in one of like the bigger team movies. So I think hopefully with this new face coming through Marvel, I think they're going to introduce with Dr. Strange movie. They're going to expand on, I think, uh, Agatha and Caecilius and Dormammu and hopefully, you know, Mordo too. And Mordo. Yeah. Especially I forgot about him for a second. Seems Um, like he's going to be sort of set up as a bad guy. Yeah. He was all over the fact that, you know, he's st- he's a stickler to the rules. He shouldn't draw power from the dark dimension, things like that. And after he found out that Doctor Strange has done it and uh, the Ancient One has done it, uh, Tilda Swinton, then he's like, okay, my rule, everything I know has sort of been a lie. So, and we've seen actually, I think a few days ago, concept art for that movie's been dropped, and we saw Mordo in the concept art. With yeah, Wanda. I saw that. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, uh, with that conversation a little more, you, you hear a little nod to uh, a Gandalf reference, and then Bucky goes to say that he's read The Hobbit, and he was there when it was released in 1937. Which is so, it's so <laughs> funny to, like, I mean, he looks he looks young, and everybody knows in the back of their minds, like, oh, like, he's, you know, he's 100-some years old, he slept for, like, all that time, or mm-hmm. was a winter soldier, but it's so funny to, like, think about, think back to, like, the 1930s, and be like, The Hobbit, one, it, The Hobbit is that old, and two... So is Bucky, and he's he like, yeah, there. dude, I read The Hobbit, like, and Steve, and Sam was kind of like, oh, yeah, he's from the 30s. And that's that, that's what that other joke, you know, when she asked him, how old are you, and he said, 106, just super casually. Just super, like, yeah, I'm just 106, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, eventually, they, they both get on the plane, and they board the plane, going to get to Flag Smashers, and uh, uh, Bucky's sort of wondering, you know, what's the plan, you know, because... Um, Sam's sort of just going on his own wing here, <laughs> no pun intended, you know, cause he's the Falcon with the wings, but, uh, you know, and then, uh, that's sort of Cap's thing as well, you know, Cap, even in the song, he was the Star Spangled Man with a plan, you know, he was the leader of the Avengers, you know, him and Stark alike, but him, Stark and Thor, they're big three, you know, but then Cap was there to really coordinate the team and give them info and tell them what to do, but, uh, Sam's going off book a little bit, and then Bucky's just kind of like, great. And then he he jumps out of the plane without a parachute. You know, he seems confident for about a second or two, and then... Not even. And then he gets all like, okay, I'm actually doing this. He jumps in. Besides the fact he's a super soldier, A, how how far was that up? Like two, 300 feet? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. And so he just fell through... Um, couple hundred tree branches and just nailed the floor <laughs> exactly and then sam goes to say uh he got that all on video you know and he's just like oh whatever oh so that's cool but yeah so then they're they found the flag smashers and they're infiltrating and seeing how many are there and uh bucky's going and he he just wants to go get them you know but sam's like no you gotta stop and he shows him what red red wing's seeing and that's that there are more than a few people there you know seeing through walls and everything, there's, I think, about six or seven other people there. Um, and as Bucky's going on to get more uh, uh, information about what's happening, he's like, Sam goes, look at you, you're like a white panther. And then 
Bucky's sort of like, actually, it's the White Wolf. And Sam's like, huh? And that's a callback to the end of, was that... That no, was that's the, the beginning of Infinity War. That was it. Was kind of the end of, I mean, White the White Wolf re- reference was from the beginning of Infinity War, like go wake him up, or we need the White Wolf, or they say something where they mention like the White Wolf, yeah. or, and that's what the kids in Wakanda were ki- or were calling him at the end of I think was it Black Panther, um yeah because that was after Civil War so yeah. in the post credit scene from Black Panther, um you see Bucky is in Wakanda and he's out of the ice and. Seems like his head's sort of been cleared of all the yeah. He seems chaos. it's nice to see him, like we're seeing him in this movie, kind of coming to the terms with the fact of his past and like, I want to say coming to peace with it and kind of relaxing a little bit. But in that, I mean, he even says in this, um, in this movie, it was like Wakanda was his place to react to like relax and find inner peace along with peace from you know the world and everything that's been going on, especially at the time, you know, he's been labeled a fugitive by how many countries for you know everyone thought he blew up that um the news car and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh and that was all an act by zemo right and then you know the fact that he hated captain america so now he's a fugitive against the u.s law and stuff like that so i think it was good for um i think it was good for him to go to wakanda and see him in that light of like being relaxed but then ultimately having to go back to fight a war right and like you what you're saying um being a fugitive from the government, we're also seeing that with Sharon Carter. You know, we haven't seen her yet this season, but she is still considered uh, being being an aide to Captain America and everyone during a uh, civil war. So she is in violation of the Sokovia Accords as well when she stole their equipment back, uh, the shields and the falcon wings and everything like that, um, from the government when they took them from civil war. So... Uh, we are introduced to uh, Carly Morgenthau is her name, and she's sort of, it seems like she's sort of one of the leads for the Flag Smashers, you know? Um, that could be a reference to her father, I want to say, from the comics, I don't know if Carl it's, Morgenthau. I don't know if it's her father. I think it was, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not too familiar with it. I think it's, because I did read up on it before we filmed this, is, or recorded, I guess, is um the guy in the comics was, I believe... Yeah, I believe he was um a flag smasher. Yeah, he, he was the I think he was like the flag smasher. He believed in like no borders um just in general like it wasn't after the blip or anything. He just believed in no borders and right. so he tried to um he fought Captain America a couple of times. I think he fought the um I think he, I think he fought Iron Man. I think he fought um the new guy. I'm blanking on everybody's names today. God. <laughs> the army guy? The, the new Captain America Army guy. Oh, John Walker. John Walker. Jeez. No, we only didn't just watch the episode. Yeah, right, really. <laughs> um, he fought he fought John Walker. Um, so, yeah, in the comics, I don't know if he was – I don't know if he was her dad, but I know he was a not a big part, but, I mean, he was a he was a, he was a part of the um, original could, MCU and stuff like that. And he could possibly play a part in the show. Hopefully. But I'm thinking, I don't know if he's your dad. I honestly don't know that. But just judging by the fact that his name's Carl and her name is Carly, maybe they're just taking that yeah. and making her a flag smasher. And yeah. Her dad or whoever it is won't be introduced. Yeah, we'll see. But um, so we find out that the government has actually sort of been hacking uh, Red Wing, uh, Sam's tech, and that's sort of why he's it's been glitching and everything, which we saw back in the first episode. Um, and then eventually one of the Flag Smashers breaks it once they infiltrate the uh, the buses that they're, or the semis that they're taking away. 
And can we get a sorry? Can we get a rest in peace, Red Wing? By the way, when yeah, um, honestly, when she smashed it over her knee, that was sad. It was also kind of funny when when Winter Soldier was like, "I've been wanting to do that forever." Yeah, <laughs> that was I loved I loved that entire fight scene. Especially even though amazing. even when John Walker comes in and I hate him, <laughs> even when he came in, I thought it was pretty sick. Especially when he threw the shield and Bucky caught it. Yeah, like he did with it his wasn't bare a, hand. Too. Yeah, with his bare hand, not the metal one in um or the vibranium one, I should say. Like, mm-hmm. in, I think that. That was definitely one of my favorite scenes in Winter Soldiers when he just goes huh, and throws a shield and, and he turns around sp- and just catches it and then he whips it back. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. That uh, along with John Walker coming in, uh, and and when he arrives out in the helicopter with, um, with his friend Lamar Hosk or yeah Hoskins, Lamar yeah. Hoskins, um, who's Battlestar, we find out to be Battlestar. You can the music there, uh, Henry Jackman seems like he sort of put in. A little bit of I think it's Cap's promise from Civil War. I it I thought that's what it was, and I know you asked me about it. I think it is Cap's promise. It they they I sound very similar. It. I don't know if that would be cool if it was like the same idea, but he changed a little bit because it's not Captain America. Oh, yeah, it sure sounded it very it. it sounded very similar though. Yeah, I'm sure he just threw in some of the original uh, style of that soundtrack, but that's pretty cool. And then like you said, yeah, he catch Bucky catches that shield with his bare hand, you know, as it's just coming back to John Walker. Um, and he's sort of just like, oh, whatever, you know. Um, Walker takes the gun that's on his right hip and he actually shoots one of the Flag Smashers. Um, this is kind of, I think, you know, Cap did use a gun in World War II. And it's, I don't know, something sort of changed by the fact that when he came out in the future and that it's just weird now, I think, to see Captain America with a gun, you know. It definitely is. Because, I mean, he, he he's always been portrayed as like the righteous man. Even Ultron is like god's righteous man like he's always just been portrayed as like this perfect person and you know killing was i never really in his style even when we saw him fight um all those people in winter soldier and all like the guards and stuff he never killed them it's not like a it doesn't make the audience i don't think feel safe at this point because that's not what cap is and it is it is weird that you know john walker says he wants to live up to the legacy and he wants to do all this but he's I mean, he clearly never watched Captain America fight anybody because mm-hmm. Captain America never carried a gun, but yeah. he's carrying a gun either for safety or, you know. And I think some, there's something weird about him carrying a gun. More visual, like there's a visual aspect of like that's not right. He shouldn't be holding a gun. But then it's also like the deeper fact of he shouldn't be holding a gun because that's not Captain America's values. And you know, it just seems kind of fishy that he's holding that he has a gun on him right. at all. I think. Going back to the 1940s, you know, real quick, um, Erskine, or Erskine, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Erskine. He, when Cap lied on his enlistment enlistment form, um, he did it out of an act of being, you know, like, uh, he obviously knew he wasn't going to get in, and uh, it's sort of like a, I wouldn't say scared, but more of a, I need to do this so I can get into it, you know, I have to. And I think that sort of relates a little bit, a little bit of tie-in to the fact that John Walker's carrying a gun, whether he has the super soldier serum or not, he's carrying a gun out of a fact that he will use that, whether he has it or not. And I think that's sort of an act of being a little cowardly a little bit, maybe. I think it is too. And it could definitely relate to the fact that Cap didn't need a gun because Cap had strength and will and just pure, you know, he was there and he knew everything he could do and he had a way to get out of everything sort of but john walker you know for the little bit of time that we have known him he he seems like you know conceited and he's just like a stuck up like kind he is of a publicity stunt himself right 
but he's also trying to be there as Captain America, but at the same time, the audience and everyone else doesn't feel that he is, A, because uh, Chris Evans is not in the role, and B, because it just doesn't seem like him. Cap wouldn't carry a gun. Cap wouldn't be this cocky and everything like this, you know? And just, and the the way, yeah, and the way John talks to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, later, um, after that scene when they're riding in that, like, little um, car together, he goes, you know, I need Captain America's wingman at my side. And, you know, Sam kind of gets a little, I want to say, abrasive towards that comment just because, you know, Steve never, Steve never, you know, asked Sam or told Sam or, you know, made Sam feel like he was his sidekick. He made him feel like a teammate. Right. But now Same that level. Steve's, right. And now that Steve's gone, I think Stan, Sam is kind of portrayed through the media and now through John Walker's eyes, like this kind of sidekick. Right. And yeah. I, yeah. We know that uh, when Sam mentioned super soldiers um, to Walker and Hoskins, they sort of act a little surprised. You know, Walker gave a little like, wow, sort of thing. Um, so either they were surprised or because of the fact that they already have the super soldier serum, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it could be around, you know? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did seem like, you know, they're either really dumb and they don't know, which also I wouldn't, it would, I wouldn't surprise me. But they're so dumb that they didn't think it would get out like the super Mm -hmm. soldier serum, whether it's, you know, Hydra's still working with, you know, working through and in the U.S. government or, you know, that got stolen or whatever. Right. They're either really dumb or they know that it's out there and they're just playing dumb. You know, they know. I think that could be a big part of it as well as that those flag smashers are ex super ex super soldier Mm -hmm. serum. You know, I don't want to say contestants, but I'm lacking the word is. um contenders whatever right. like they were in line to get the super soldier serum they did the blip happened and then they realized they could use their you know strength speed agility whatever to kind of impose their will and their ideas on on people and even you know i think it may be a little stretched but going back all the way to the incredible hulk which is way back what was that 2008 or 2009 2009 i think it was was it before Iron Man or after? No, after it was after. second movie in the franchise. So I think it was 2009 or 2010. Anyway, um, Thaddeus Ross, the entire plot of the movie is Thaddeus Ross was using Bruce Banner to find a new super soldier serum so he could create a super like legion of, of heroes. And, the Thunderbolts. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and go to the uh, – is that what it actually is? That's Ross's super soldier team, yeah, the Thunderbolts. Really? But, I yeah. thought you were just be like making no. an Ultimate Frisbee team joke or something. <laughs> no, we can get uh, okay. into that later because they actually, there might be a thing with that. You know, we've seen in the Black Widow trailer, you know, Ross is there. And I think, I think it was New Rockstars on YouTube sort of broke something down that maybe there's a Thunderbolt possibility there. Or something yeah, like that. that'd be cool. It's cool though. You should read into it. But, um, it's a really cool thing. I might actually, but like I was saying, it was, you know, he kind of started this idea. Or I guess it didn't start it, but he continued this idea of, you know, wanting a super soldier team team. And it drove him so mad to like lose his connection with his daughter just to try to pursue this quote government property that was inside Bruce Banner, you know, and then we see him rise through the ranks in civil war. Now he's a secretary of state and possibly now in these new films, he's, you know, higher up in the, in the, you know, um, governmental system in America. And so, you know, if it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Ross was kind of still trying to experiment with this super soldier serum and create this team. And then this team went rogue Yeah. and became this flag smasher. I know it might be a little bit of, st- I think it would be cool. That's a possibility though. That I, would be I think that would be cool if, if maybe 
that could finally bring the Incredible Hulk into the universe, even though it's not tied. I don't think it's tied at all besides Ross being in it and the end credit scene. But other than that, I think it would be really cool if that could kind of be like he's still on about the Super Soldier team. You know, he feels like he failed and now he's trying to recreate it and he failed again. And now he's trying to right his wrongs with Sam. And, you know, I think that there could be a cool storyline there to bring in Incredible Hulk, but also introduce mm-hmm. all this new stuff we're going to see in um in the Black Widow movie. Yeah, that would be super cool. Except I, I know that... uh. In the comics, uh, John Walker and Lamar Hoskins were enhanced to be super soldiers by the power broker. Yeah. And we saw in the credits, you know, there was a there was that thing that we there talked is. about in the last episode. It said power broker is watching with that little, it uh, looked like a bullet shell filled with blue liquid that yeah. was the super soldier serum. He was um, even, or sorry, you. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if power broker was the one who enhanced these two. But he was name-dropped later in the episode, which we'll get into. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And we actually find out that Power Broker's men are the ones that are coming for the Flag Smashers. So your theory actually might make sense by the fact that maybe Power Broker was the one who enhanced these Flag Smashers, and they went rogue, and they got away, and now he's wanting them back. He's either wanting them back, yeah, or I think there's so so much that could be going on because there's so much, like, Marvel history now with the introduction of the uh, Black Captain America, like there's so much history mm-hmm. that can now just be like unlocked, um, just because of even like one name drop, like exactly. that, like that one name drop could unlock so much, you know, history about Captain America and the title and the meaning and all this stuff, um, and like you said, the power broker could be, you know, I don't know that much about a power broker. I don't know if you do, but I mm-hmm. think he, I think he worked for the u.s government for a little bit and then kind of broke off and like into like this mad craze of like Mm. becoming like this like madman super soldier creator type thing yeah i've barely heard of him honestly honestly besides the fact about in that in the comics right um so bucky sam john and lamar are in the back of this uh truck or this uh car and as they're having this conversation like you said uh john sort of like he needs cap's wingman on his side and sam sort of laughs and then he's like okay and leaves you know, he's sick of it. He's sick of this whole act and everything. Um, and then, you know, Bucky and Sam, they both leave. After this, we are, we're cutting to Sam and Bucky. Uh, Bucky says, you know, is this guy in this town. And they go and we find out this man who actually was the same, that half of the face we saw in the credits, that uh, African-American face, yeah. was Isaiah Bradley. And he, we find, is one of the one of three hundred black super soldier test subjects, you know, back in the day. And uh, there's that in the credits again that we saw, and his test number um, was also mentioned in the credits. He was, you know, subject uh, number zero two six five six back then. And uh, I don't know about you, but back in in that house, you know, you see the kid that's there. Um, we actually find in the credits he was credited as Elijah Bradley. You showed me that, yeah. Yeah, Eli Bradley, and he's actually Patriot in the Young Avengers, you know, along with uh, Billy and Tommy, you know, Wiccan and Speed, all of them in the Young Avengers, um, which is super cool. So maybe, That's, you know, yeah. I'm thinking that they might actually set up, possibly. I think that they definitely could, especially, like, there's no need to introduce, um, there's no need to introduce him um as as patriot there's no need to mm-hmm. but they Not did yet, it anyway least. intentionally they yeah. could have done you know you know um isaiah's son or whatever but they did they they name dropped him they named they gave him the name and now with wiccan and um and speed or whatever mm-hmm. 
in in WandaVision, I think they're definitely trying to set up, you know, the Young Avengers. Yeah, whether it's a series or whether it, they make it a movie, and yeah, I think that'd be cool. Um, so Isaiah Bradley says that the government, you know, locked him up for years, uh, experimenting, running tests, and not only them, but Hydra was also experimenting with that with him, and he blames them as he's talking to Bucky. He's like, "Your men or your people weren't even done with me yet," and. Um, Bucky then later tells Sam, yeah, my people are Hydra. Um, event After they leave, you know, Isaiah gets all mad and he uh, kicks him out of the house. And then they get a, a sort of arrested almost in the street because Sam and Bucky are arguing. Um, and then they actually end up arresting Bucky because he missed one of his court hearings for um, getting out of the fact that he was the Winter Soldier. And uh, then after he gets arrested john walker comes in to save the day and he posts his bail and what a jack right and uh you know walker and i, I just want to say walker he's he's only trying to get with them because he knows that they sam and bucky know more than him you know they more yeah they have all this he's intel used, he, i think yeah i mean he's he's just he's this pretentious like stuck up kind of guy and you can tell he doesn't know and he even said like you know i need you guys you know as caps he said to Sam, like, I need his wingman at my side. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to convince Bucky to join his team is because he knows that they know things about Hydra. They know things about even Captain America. They know things about, you know, the history of Super Soldier Serum and stuff like that that could help John achieve this, like, he, I mean, he said he was scared of failing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in his mind, I think he's thinking, like, if I have them with me and they can help me succeed and achieve, like, that perfect... um like ideal that everybody in America like wants me to be, yeah. if they can help me achieve that like perfect Captain America status that everybody wants me to be at, yeah, you know, then I'll drop them and then I can be up here, you know, like that everyone likes Sam Wilson. I want to say only so much that if they see him with John Walker, they'll be like, okay, this guy's a good guy. And and even yeah, and then you know, if he if they help him, you know, find the flag smashers and break it down, like, you know that just helps his career and his status mm-hmm. as Captain America rise, which I think he wants more than sure. he wants more than to help Bucky get out of um, his therapy session. He wants more than, you know, Sam to be his sidekick or be his friend. I think he just wants to use them to up his own, you know, use his own personal gain and his own status. Yeah, I agree with that. After John posts the bail, he weaves in and then uh, Bucky's therapist is there and, they, they as they Bucky's therapist Sam and Bucky all go into this room and uh, Sam obviously doesn't want to be there but she's there for a little therapy session with the two of them and she makes them get uncomfortably close to each other and tell them what they what they I think is what they don't like about each other yeah it was yeah it's it was what irritates them about each other mm-hmm. and uh, then they agree that uh, once they're done with doing whatever they're doing, they'll go their separate ways, which we know that won't happen. And one thing, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but mm-hmm. one thing that um, Bucky was like to Sam is, it's like, you know, why'd you give the shield? You know, you knew that they were going to do something with it. You know, why'd you give it up? Like you gave up Cap's legacy and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think that it that scene showed the the feelings of, definitely Bucky but also Sam I think feels that way too is he's like why would I give up the shield part of me knows that they were going to do something with it you know Sam definitely feels guilty about giving up the shield because at the time he felt like he couldn't handle the responsibility 
you know, but now seeing John Walker in that ro um, role and, you know, I think he feels the disappointment of one, his decision and two of his, you know, lack of faith in, you know, Captain America's faith in him or trust in him. And just major regret overall. I think he just feels regretful that the fact that he doubted himself and he doubted Captain America and, you know, now he's, you know, doubting Bucky's decision. I, right. He, I, I think he feels the blunt force of everything that's happening with John Walker, you know, being this like stuck up Captain America that kind of want to does whatever he does and, you know, isn't really Captain America. And he feels the weight of, you know, you know, Bucky. I mean, that shield carries Bucky's legacy as well. For sure. You yeah. know, and so Bucky now feels like, you know, now that the shield is with this guy, that Bucky's legacy is kind of fading away into the background, which may be good for him. But, you know, the good thing that he's done, the good things that he's done is, you know, also going to fade away with that as well. And so mm -hmm. I think Bucky kind of feels anger that he's losing Steve as his best friend. But now he's also losing, you know, Steve's legacy and every reminder he's going to have him because now John Walker's taking that role over in a negative way. Exactly. Yeah. And after all of that, we actually cut to the flag smashers. Or yeah, the flag smashers. And they're at this little, looks like an airstrip loading a plane full of um, what they're taking. And they get word that... Uh, Someone tells, uh, what's, uh, I keep forgetting her name, Carly Morgenthau. Yeah. Sorry. No, uh, you're fine. They, she gets intel that the power broker's men are coming for them. And that's where we're getting at earlier that maybe there's that theory that they escaped the power, power broker to do it, stuff and it, for themselves. Yeah, and it seems like they're stealing something. If you remember in the first episode, they, they break into that bank and they throw the bags down. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they need money, but could there have been else something else in that bank that they could have been taking Maybe, you yeah. know, because as, as we saw in Winter Soldier, you know, the Winter Soldier was kept like that um, brainwashing station was kept in a bank. Was it? It was. Yeah, that oh. was that was a bank that they that they like walked into and he reset his mind and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I think if I think that in a way set up the idea that there's more than just money inside of these banks. And so if the flag smashers are going into these banks and stealing money. What else could be in those banks? Or is it even money that they're stealing? Right. What else could be in those banks? The power broker and stuff like that. So I think the power broker has a lot of motives here. Um, I think we're going to have to wait and see which specifically it is. But I think it could do with them escaping, you know, his, his um, like, like they're his test subjects and he wants them back for more experiments. Mm -hmm. They're stealing, you know, information, you know, test the things. I don't, I don't know what goes yeah. into making a super soldier, but... You know, they could be stealing information from him that he needs back. And also, they know his true identity and they know what he's really doing. And so, that's, I think that they cause a lot of problems for him. Exactly, yeah. And uh, that scene, let me just say, like, besides the fact that we saw the word power broker in the credits uh, throughout these first two episodes, that scene, I think, was only really in there to really uh, point out the fact that the power broker is a character in this in this series. Because I... Because um, it was a short scene. I mean, yeah, and I and I missed it. I missed it in the post credit scene the first time. You're like, did you see that? And I was like, what? And you rewind it, and I and I saw. It, I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even see that. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, it was it was a short, brief scene, but it was it was focused enough to be like, who's the power broker? Why is he so important? Why are the flag smashers who were who were okay with kicking Falcon's butt, Winter Soldier's butt, and the new Captain America's butt? Like they were okay with beating him up. But suddenly they're scared of being chased down by the power broker. Like that guy with the phone freaked out. He's like, they're here. We need to pack up. We need to leave now. Yeah, but some of them also were willing to stay behind to let the others go and let Carly go too. You know, yeah. they really didn't seem like they had a problem with it. Just holding him off and eventually they ended up being killed. 
But after, yep. yeah, eventually. <laughs> but after this scene, uh, we cut back to Sam and Bucky leaving um, the, uh, where were they? The police station. Yeah. Actually, um, one thing I missed before that scene, um, after John Walker and um, and them, or he when he leaves them, when John and Lamar leave them, he says, basically, if they're not going to be on his team, then stay the hell out of their way. You know, and that's really a... Uh, threat almost not only to them but like to the audience threatening us telling us that he's not who captain america should right be. you know and he wouldn't yeah. do that to an ally or allies because he knows they are and not even that but i don't think captain america would ever turn somebody down like that who's you know i mean they weren't being mad they weren't being mean about it. there's like you guys are kind of locked down by the law we're not if we want to solve we're going to go do it on our own right and he kind of got upset about it i think you know, Captain America's been told no no before, you know, through Tony and him disagreeing and Captain America never told Tony to screw off. He was like, you know, this is my side. I'm sorry you don't see it that way. He was the more mature. Right. And he even sent like him and Tony had this big fight. They fought. Tony said some, you know, harsh things and Captain America had to make a couple. And then he sent him a phone. It's like, hey, if you ever need to call me. Yeah, he's that, call me. It's that maturity. Right. right. There. It's, it's maturity. And it's it's this level of like confidence in people to do the right thing mm-hmm. that leads him to be the great Captain America he is. And John Walker possesses none of that. Right. Yeah. Um, after Sam and Bucky back to this final scene. Oh, yeah. Um, they leave the precinct and they're talking and they know they're thinking about what Isaiah Bradley said. They know that there's only one man they can talk to that will you know, reveal uh, more secrets about Hydra because he's the one that they know who knows a lot about Hydra. He can possibly tell them about the Flag Smashers, about Isaiah Bradley, and possibly the Power Broker. And that man is Zemo. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Thank you, listening thank you so much. to the podcast this week. Uh, we will be back next Sunday evening to reveal the next episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Aerial Oversight for whichever next episode they're going to be releasing i'm ryan i am aiden and thank you guys have a thank good one. you